Welcome back, Rugby Pick'em fans. Today's Rugby Pick'em bio is none other than Jeremy the Missile Misano. He sat down with me and our good friend, old wise guy Ray Henley, uh, for a fun chat. We talked a bit about the fact that he just won an MLR championship with the Seawolves, playing club sevens nationals for the Barbos, and uh, playing rugby for the first time in New Mexico with the Vatos. He's a complete teddy bear, so rugby picking fans, if you see him out there anywhere in a rugby stadium, go straight up to him and talk to him. Uh, great guy to get to know. Enjoy. We're here sitting down with none other than Jeremy the Missile. Yep. Missile You know what? I told myself I wouldn't even try. Uh, give it a try. Give it a try. I will. I will. Because <clears throat> I, I went to a pronunciation machine and had the computer tell oh, me how yeah. to say it. Misalago. Uh, no, that's not it. That's close enough, man. <laughs> it's Misalago. Go Miss yeah. first. Uh, and, and then go Misalago. Miss on out. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Ooh. That G Ooh. throws you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pronounce that G. If you come up with that G hard, you'll be good. You go. right. Well, we know him as Missile. Yep. Big dog sitting down here. <laughs> we'll rugby pick him. We got some other characters in the crowd who's going to chime in later. But uh, we got to tell a story about your come up in rugby, where you've been, where you're going. And it all started where? Out in the Northwest. Puyallup. Puyallup, yeah. <laughs> Once again, you know, you're close. I'm all over it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a hard, hard word to say. What's that school like? Were they hardcore competitive? In Puyallup, as in, in general in sports? Yeah, would you compete year to year for, uh, like, state titles? Well, yeah, their football team has gotten a lot better than it has been in a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's overall, they have a lot of legends coming out of Puyallup. Brock, Damian, Heward, they're really good uh, football guys. <laughs> Where did you play? What was your position? Uh, I played running back and then sometimes outside linebacker, middle. That's linebacker. a perfect sevens combo. You can run exactly. and tackle. I never got off the field in yeah. football. No. Play specials too. Yeah, definitely was there for special teams. What was your favorite pro team growing up? Uh, well, it was either the Lakers. Yeah, or the Steelers because of Troy Polamalu. You know, as an Islander, you just had someone to look up to. That's what I was saying. I'm, I'm yeah. sure the, the the recent Sea Hawks fans who showed up after the Super Bowls would give you shit for that, but I know how hard old school Steeler fans go. They stay loyal. And I saw your Troy Polamalu jersey. Yeah. In what can be found online as your amazing <laughs> selfie collection on MySpace. <laughs> The audience deserves to see classic early 2000s bathroom yeah, selfies. And before. Jeremy's got plenty. <laughs> oh, my God. Care to comment? I mean, when when did the phone turn into a way to, like, express yourself? Because you see now, everybody's yeah. out. Story this, story that. My man, Celeste, hits him with the boomerang every now and then. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, when social media got big, or before it got really big as it is, is now. But, um... When everyone, like, when MySpace came out, everyone was doing, like, the top eight, you know, sections like that. And, man, mirror selfies were kind of the thing. They are, yeah. How <laughs> Back in 09. <laughs> yeah, before that you could see Yeah, before that selfies phone. were actually selfies, yeah. it was mirror pics. Yeah. 
Gotta use a little light refraction yeah, to exactly. your own benefit. But you eventually grow up. You don't grow up from selfies. You grow up <laughs> out of high school. Um, before I get past that, did you ever attend the Daffodil Festival that they have every year at the school? Uh, no, I don't. I never really went to Daffodil, but we did have the Piala Fair. And uh, yeah, I do the Piala. They actually switched it to the, the Washington State Fair. So okay. it's a State Fair now, but before. It was yeah, the PL fair, and it was just, it was so cool. Like Friday Night Lights, you have all the the fair people just walking by your game and watching. Yeah. It's, I heard the uh, each year the PL Daffodil Princess was named. Did oh. you ever win that award? <laughs> no, I'm unfortunately, no, I didn't get to compete in that. <laughs> I know I probably would have won. It would have been tough. So you graduate, you go play football down south in New Mexico, Las Vegas, New Mexico. Specifically, <laughs> the first in real Vegas, <laughs> home of New Mexico Highlands, and uh, I mean, I'll just wrap up what I learned before this conversation. You played football for a year, you quit, then you wrestled and tried rugby. Fast forward, <laughs> and you became homecoming king. My producer in the booth just informed me you were the homecoming king. I was. My You're so likable. You're so damn likable. It must be the smile. Man, no, uh, what did he run on, Ray? What were his, uh, did he have to run or did they just say uh, he's the guy? Yeah, well, he had to get a petition and then uh, everyone voted and, you know. Best man won. Best man won. <laughs> best man won that night. It was a beautiful moment. Compare living out in the desert to the Northwest where it rains all the time. Like, is that a shock to you? Or are you just yeah, like, I mean, the new heat, spot, new me? Yeah, for sure the heat, you know, the the dryness, you, like, you get cracked skin, you know, like, you don't really treat your body right, you know, but uh, it's a different kind of cold, you know, when you're in the Pacific Northwest, it's like a moist, you know, cold, and when you're down in the Midwest or freaking New Mexico, it's a, it's a different kind of cold, different kind of hot, bipolar weather. I had heard some stories, and I think everybody started watching you guys when you started winning championships yeah. down there in sevens. Yeah, You're sitting with a couple longtime teammates here, Celester and Ray. How would you describe Missile here, not only as a player, but as a teammate? Um, and a roommate. I know you live with this guy, too. You know, Give me the full breakdown. As a teammate, he was uh, a go-getter, a fantastic leader, always kept everybody you know, on their toes at times, and... You know, it's good to have a guy like that because in a town when you're running a team by yourself, you know, with a self-player coach, as Missile was, you know, you don't want to get... Kayvon. After Kayvon. After Kayvon. I follow the steps of Kayvon. Williams. You don't... It's hard because a lot of guys get complacent and get on their heels, and Missile was that guy who kept everyone on their toes. You got to have good balance. Like, likable, but people know you're not fucking around. Yeah, a lot of people wore New Balance shoes. On <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So... We're going to post it along with the podcast, but there's an amazing loop video put on by uh, the New Zealand press, <laughs> where it basically just puts the uh, subtitles and article written, and there's four pictures in the background on repeat. <laughs> if the New Zealand News published it, and the four pictures are one of you just cheesing, smiling in that Seawolf jersey, oh, yeah. enjoying the fun first year. Another one is Marshawn Lynch talking to Conan O'Brien. <laughs> so perhaps a foreshadowing? We don't know. The third picture is the Glendale team because the article previewed what would be soon be the final. And the fourth picture, I shit you not, is a stock photo of a man kissing a woman on the forehead 
one could only guess his wife or intimate partner, and squeezing her hand in a reassuring way that couples do. This is going to be an amazingly viewed video by your fans. <laughs> what happens when you see that kind of stuff and you realize you've arrived? Like, people are writing articles about your rugby career. Yeah, uh, man, it's, I mean, extreme blessing because they didn't know, you know, be in this uh, situation. But it's really cool and it's really humbling to see, like, even on YouTube and if it's just a review of an article I and mean, that's really legit that someone actually made like a video of me <laughs> like I even like I legit when you brought it up it was just like news to me you know what I mean yeah. so like that's pretty legit you can't keep track of them like, <laughs> they keep nah. writing them. let's talk about your transition to an even higher level of sevens after college who was the first person who whispered in your ears that you should come up to Denver and play with the Barbos oh man for real it's uh, Howard Kent you know, he did his uh, good rec uh, recruiting, you know, back in the day. He watched us play in Nebraska, and he just threw that out just to come out. And actually, uh, I remember, like, telling my cousin Celeste about it <laughs> before we came out. We were texting each other. I was like, man, you, you sure you want to go out to Denver? <laughs> we were like, uh, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, I'll do it if you do it. Like, Damn. So. You two haven't handcuffed yourself off each other yet, <laughs> but family's family. Yeah, Howard Howard does do good work, getting people into town. Um, talk a little bit about the three coaches that you played for under these past couple seasons, uh, Tyson Meeks, Steve Laporta, Jason Kelly. What have you learned from them? Uh, fitness, 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 and depth. <laughs> and diet. And diet, <laughs> you know, and shout out to uh, Coach Jason. He placed in CrossFit yeah. games. Out there. Over, over 30s, right? He's out there crushing it. I don't yeah. know how they score it, but he's doing something. Yeah, right. he's definitely one of the best. And, I mean, that should just t tell you alone, you know, like the intensity that, that goes on under those coaches. You know? yeah. Going into this last week with Nationals, what's the identity of the Barbos team this year? Oh, I think this year we're just we're so hungry. Like we're young and hungry and you know, reckless. Sometimes uh, like, you gotta be yeah. on the seventh field. Uh, we just, the attitude that we have this year, it's really different than I think it's been in the past because there's, like, we're all just really young heads. You know, Michael Bajori, I think, is like one of the oldest. And that saying right there, it's. Yeah, it's, it's a really, guy who's yeah. having a form season and is still, like, in his mid 20s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it was just a lot of young dogs just were really hungry, and I feel like. You know, even over first seed, people are even looking at us because we haven't had that many games together. That's true. Sevens of sevens, man. There's yeah. always some luck to it anyhow. Exactly. So we'll see how New York goes. But let's talk about this Seawolf season. That yeah, seems to be so fun for fans to watch. Like, I think any person who watched enough MLR film that knew that you guys were going to play Glendale in the final. Yeah. And that feeling's got to be pretty awesome, winning one in an area that you grew up. Like... Yeah. You are the hometown hero. That's yeah. it. That is pretty cool. All right, let's uh, let's. I'll help you elaborate on this season by playing some top three. You can. It's it's a game, so bear with me on the hypotheticals. You pick any three guys in their prime, injury free, to win you one game of fifteens, and you got to pick out of that Seawolf team this year. In the prime. All right, I'm gonna go. Phil Mack. Is the nine, uh, Matt Turner, and then Billy. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got the nine, the fifteen, and then you got my flank. That's it. And those boys, they have a motor. They do not. It's like they don't get tired. Yeah, Matt Turner started to put a good highlight reel uh, yeah. up towards the end of the season, and then Tiberio as well. My exactly. God. Yeah. I mean, he Just, would be he would be my next pick. You know, if you yeah. get top four, it'd yeah. be, it'd be him. That's that's a solid top three. I mean, I think the whole rugby community when they read that the coach's visa was up in the air is like that usually is kind of the card stacked against you but you yeah know, no i didn't even like i remember because i met the coach tony healy before uh, like my first month of practice and then i came back to denver to train for vegas in- invitational and then i <clears throat> i go back and then i'm just like wait where's uh where's the head coach you know i'm just like oh yeah we don't Change have one plans. yeah i was like holy like damn this is crazy yeah well, I haven't met Phil Mack, but I can imagine he's a pretty organized guy. If he can yeah. compartmentalize coaching and yeah, playing yeah, and winning and championships exactly. in his first year, it's pretty impressive. Do you have an agent? What's your relationship like with ownership? You just call uh, the owner directly? Well, it, we have like a group chat, and yeah, yeah. basically we just yeah. kind of just going together. Like, Do you think guys are going to start getting repped by agents or by like a players' union at a certain point? Yeah, I think so. I think um, we have one of our players, Ali, who's putting together the player union. Sent us all an email. And we all we all got involved with that uh, that cause. Yeah. So, no, I, from what I hear so far, the the MLR owners want to make this game work. But naturally, like any professionalism, you got to have a voice on the player side. Exactly. So I'm interested to see how it <coughs> progresses over the next couple of years. Yeah, there's, there's going to be salary definitely. caps. What they are. But so I mean, for what I know, for sure, salary cap's going like to four four fifty k, and it, and it's only going to get more and more. You know, when America is exposed to yeah. rugby, I think the American dream. Well, let's not go that far. A lot of things rich Americans like to do is to buy sports entities, right? Because yeah. it's like that entertainment value that even if you're going to run it at a loss. You're grandfathered into this like click. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Rich businessmen like to have tax write-offs here and there, and I feel like there's going to be plenty of rich people ready to throw money at the sport. The key mm. is vetting teams, making sure they have the right facilities, making sure they can fill a roster, and having that connection that the Seattle owners have to their fans. Yeah, and I think this first this first year of the MLR is, I think it was a really big year. Obviously, and I don't think anyone imagined. Like how big it would be? No, you yeah, got you guys got rings too. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Start one and zero, right? <laughs> I'm happy. Right. Yeah, pretty blessed to be on that yeah. squad. You know, let's do a little uh, culture. I want you to pick your intro and your outro song to this interview. Oh, intro and outro, two different songs. Man. I'm gonna write them down right now, so I don't forget. Damn, I don't even. Yeah, this is putting you on the spot. It could be something hot that's recent or an all-time missile track. Oh, man, for sure. The pump-up song was uh, the DJ Mustard, me and my Vatos. It was called, it was called Vatos. And, <laughs> man, I used to get so hyped. You know, I got I got the Vatos tatted on my left thigh, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the school, New Mexico Highlands, are the Cowboys. But when yeah. you guys started the rugby team, you yeah, went by the Vatos. Vatos, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Mustard on the... You want that and an intro? Yeah, intro. Right, leading up. And your outro? 
man, the outro. Man, I'm a. All right. Well, while you're <laughs> while you're thinking of who, who do you listen to right now? Who's like? Uh, I got a different. Who's the now artist in your Spotify? Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be a Kendrick Lamar. You know, it's really <laughs> gets me pumped. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a real good flow. <laughs> but that new uh, Drake album, Drake and uh, uh, Travis Scott, man, got me going. Scorpion. The, the big long one, like twenty-five song album. Yeah, that Drake one. Yeah, got a couple bangers on there. <laughs> hey, I started out my rap career thinking Drake was soft as mud, but it works. I mean, the, he's the, like, the girls he's are pop, about it, and he stays in the show. He's a charts. pop artist. He's an artist, you know, entertainer and yeah. pop. You know, that's it. He's that's a, what people should know. Too. He's out here writing these soft like, Usher raps, yeah. but they hit every exactly, time. man. <laughs> he's like a version of like the Nate Dog. You know what I mean? Because Nate Dog was. Yeah. That man who can sing to you, girl, and rap at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Let's do uh, one more corny exercise. We're going to write your rugby pick em haiku. Five, seven. <laughs> well, we got to start where the rugby started. Yeah, definitely got to do Vatos. In right? Las Vegas. So, like, <clears throat> yeah. was it five, seven, five? Yeah. Hey, five, seven, five. That's Sykes' uh, hood, neighborhood. Vato on my leg. Oh, oh on my leg. That's five. Yeah. Vato on my leg. Seven. All right, seven. Now seven? Yeah. McDonald's run with Celeste. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, eight. <laughs> Vato's on my leg. So we're doing off my rugby career. Okay, so Vato's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> all together. Bar. Bar. Bows. Bows. Seven stud. We could go with something seven a little less so transcendent than God. <laughs> sevens. Dude. Dude. Or Utoko. Uso. Uso, that's two. Yeah. Denver Barbo. Denver Barbo. Sevens. Us. Yeah. Yeah. You got. You gotta get the last one. And it's gotta be Sea Wolves. Right, the last one's gonna be. There's a five. Another one. Oh, C. together we hunt. Together we hunt. Yes. Let's go. Our, that's our hashtag, baby. Juice. That's our hashtag. Together okay. we hunt. Okay. Yeah, because orcas are some of those savvy ass hunters. Got those on my leg. Denver Barbo. Denver Barbo. Together. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's good. That is pretty good. I was trying to make it rhyme, but yeah, I know. Celeste, answer one question. Okay, you gotta, you gotta when, this, when this dude Missile finally gets his pro contract in Europe, are you going with him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta buy him the ticket, you know? Yeah. It's coming for sure. Bro, I'll go to Denver if you're going to Denver. <laughs> hey, that's how it was for New Zealand. Yeah, man. I was like, damn, should we go? Should we go? Whatever like, he make it, I make it. Easy that way. <laughs> What's he like on the field as a distributor? When do you like to see him? When you're under duress and he's running north line south? I'll kick him on kickoff. Makes me want to kick off. Catch him in the air. Yes, sir. How about that? We win ball back. That's what we do. There it is. Possess, retain, sideline to sideline. Sure. Cheers, boys. Appreciate it, man. It was Appreciate good. you it was coming It's an through. honor being on this Appreciate podcast. You coming true. First year, Rugby Pick'em. All right. We forgot that outro song. Outro song's going to be Swag Surfing, and it's going to be by Little Wayne.
talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick 'em. Las Vegas, New Mexico. <laughs> you know, and shout out to uh, Coach Jason. Um, he placed in CrossFit yeah. Games. Probably over. Puyallup. Puyallup, yeah. <laughs> Once again, you know you're close. Oh, yeah, it's a hard, hard word to say. And I think it was so hyped, you know, I got I got the Vatos tatted on my left thigh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Denver Bar, Denver Bar, Bar Bear, Re, <laughs> Denver Barbo, one, two, three. Denver Barbo, one, two, three. Vato on my leg, Denver Barber Seven Zeus, together we hunt. <laughs> now that we just got done with Jeremy Misalagu, his interview, no, how about uh, we ask. Bichet, a couple of questions. Are you up for that, Bichet? Hey, I, I can live with it. <laughs> great, great. Hopefully. All right. Well, we know tomorrow is your first day of school. Can you tell me how excited you are to be an educator, not only a teacher, but to well, educate? 
did you see the look on Billy Madison's face where he went down for the bus in the opening scene? <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. That's me times a thousand, baby. Posted that, up at my desk for the first time. I'm ready to mold some young minds, and uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Bring it on. That's a great description. I, I love that analogy <laughs> with Billy Madison. <laughs> One of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. Yeah, good. <laughs> Billy had a tough time in high school for the second time, but um, uh, I think I'm going to make it. That's great. That's great. Um, so... What are your short-term goals as an educator and long-term? I want to hear more about that, seeing as how goals are dreams with legs. I'm, uh, okay, we'll cut that. Um, but uh, as far as my goals and dreams go, I'll answer that, right? I, uh, I want to spread the word in the game of rugby as much as possible. I've already been coaching the Denver Lions with a young Charles Edgerista, mm. uh, who's taking the reins on that. And um, hopefully, as I continue to teach in Northwest Denver, spreading it to the rest of the Denver community. We're in the very early stages of getting rugby at North High School, but uh, a lot more work's going into that. Ray, I just want kids to have the opportunity to grow up and be Jeremy Missiles. Uh, Go get a contract. Going into that, what do you think rugby can bring to communities? I like that. Great point, Missile. I like that. Thank you, Mr. Henley. It can bring traditions. As simple as parents going, dropping their kids off, talking with each other, doing the Saturday routine. Anybody who plays rugby know it. Your family comes out with you for a whole Saturday. You know, if it's a one-off game, you're having breakfast with them before and a team dinner after. If it's sevens, you're there from nine to five. So what can rugby bring to communities? Hopefully just giving them an awesome sport and activity that their kids can grow skills, be tougher athletes, uh, be tougher mentally. And just have fun with each other. You know how free flowing it is, man. You get yeah. it. You're passing the rock out there with your boys. You just be have yourself. fun. I, I like that, Bichet. And I want to touch on something that a lot of people might not know. That... Let me interrupt you, though. Oh, go ahead. I'm a grassroots guy, and in the middle of the interview, you told me that this dude was a player coach. That's hard. Yeah, it is very hard. <laughs> the only thing harder than like doing middle schoolers and high schoolers is coaching your own teammates in college. Uh, yeah, oh. that is. It. <laughs> you're convincing guys not to sleep in for a Sunday yeah, session. Yeah, your own friends, you know. You but gotta, you also yeah. want to have fun with. Them. I was victim of that on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but but now let's let's uh, move on forward here. I liked how you know you're talking about being a coach, and giving back to the community. Not a lot of people know this about you, Bichet, but you're taking money out of your own wallet you know because you believe in these kids and it's important to touch on that because people don't do that voluntarily and it tells me a lot about your character and how much respect you have for these kids and not only are you a coach but an educator so you know what what do you plan to do for these kids not only on the rugby field but in the classroom well i appreciate what you said and um I don't think it's so much about putting up money as getting people together who want to see the same end result. So for most high school coaches, that the, the number one challenge of starting a team is getting players signed up and registered. You know, There's a hurdle there, but there's plenty of tax write-offs here and there where if you hustle your ass out and you go talk to small businesses, you can get most of the things paid for. I like um, that. And, and you know, I'm lucky enough to know other people in the rugby community that are done with their careers and they're ready to give but they, the capacity which they can give is only monetarily, right? They can't afford to spend 10 or so hours a week. So they're, they're hearing me say, I'm trying to start a high school rugby team. They want to help me out. This is true. This is very So it's not true. just me, but you do need a guy who's willing to put in the time in and get everybody on the same page. And I think there's a lot of players like us out there 
who have played enough rugby to know one day your body breaks down and it comes to an end. And I've been telling people out there, you know, it's not a job when you love it. When you truly love what you do, it's... <laughs> I laugh, it's, but it's, it's kind of true. It's, it's time well spent, you know. It's, it's true. It's, it's not, you know, a waste of time. And these kids are going to benefit from this and remember this for the rest of their lives. They're going to take a part of this with them, whether they know it or not. And they will know it later on. And that's what I like about you and this podcast. And it's getting out there. Not only are you promoting the players you play with, but... You know, people start to know the Bichet that we know. Well, <laughs> that's that's important. Oh, yeah, you know what's crazy is Bichet actually let uh, me and Sylvester stay at his house for about a, what, about a month. Yeah, do we... Uh, We're living, living the life lavish, you know? On our first ever recording episode, we, we went through and broke down the team. Uh, and yeah. I did my little story. I was like, all I can say about Missile is the man ate hot dogs and... Um, Hamburger helper for poor streamings with white rice. So the dude's going to be well fed. I love that. Yeah. I love that. No, but Ray, I'm, I'm, I didn't even expect this to come up. But, you know, teaching is that capacity where you have to love it. And my man Missile here has expressed interest in one day being a teacher. Yes. That's a good thing, though. You're, you're developing so much skills playing professional rugby that... I, you already fit the role perfectly. You're just going to be an even stronger teacher when you decide to go full time in a classroom. Yeah. And I've been trying to tell him that this whole time since college. You know, he has those attributes, <laughs> and he knows them without even knowing. It. So I believe some people have a blind spot that they don't see, and once they are recognized, someone tells them about it, and they deny it. It's because they don't see it. You know, and it's one of those things that they have to bring to light. There, those qualities that are really nice, and I believe he has a lot to bring to the table rather than just on the pitch. I got a less serious question. Are we going to get that high top fade for nationals? Uh, <laughs> Nobody can stand it up like you. Uh, besides. No, I can't. Come on. Yeah, I might have to, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. High top fade. Yeah. One time we shaved our heads for nationals, yeah, but I don't know if we should bring that back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're not gonna shave our heads. Yeah. High top fades are in with all this eighties, yeah. you know, hey, swagger man. coming. I get a fade, you know, drop fade, you know. When you got a good hairline, why the hell would you wear a hat? Or exactly. All day off, man. <laughs> I got plenty of years to be bald later in my life. For now, I'm just gonna let it flow. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, boys. Cheers. Cheers. So rugby, uh, pick them. Rugby, pick them. Here's a the breakdown, Ray. Thanks for having us on. Hey, here's a breakdown. I got a fucking number that I want to eventually have the viewers call so they can basically produce our own segment. So I don't got to sit here and storyboard and think of ideas. I guess some wise talking, some wise cracking, wise talking, smart aleck like you calling up and leaving a voicemail. Hey, first time, long time. How you doing? You know, now that you bring it up. I might have some input from time to time I'd like to share with the rugby pick em. <laughs> All right. Will you give us a call? 970-645-6222. Go and see you now, Lami, babe. I'll give you a call. That seeing as how goals are dreams with legs. And that's what I like about you and this podcast. And 
It's getting out. <laughs> <laughs> Pick him.